You're listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast celebrating 70 years of the UAB School of Nursing. Today, our guest is Dr. Constance Smith Hendricks, Dean of Tuskegee University School of Nursing and Allied Health, and a two-time graduate of the UAB School of Nursing. We talk with Dr. Hendricks about her journey to UAB and nursing, her role in expanding access to care in the Black Belt, and the importance of diversity in nursing through demographics and education levels. Hi, I'm Erica Tecco. I'm a marketing specialist with the UAB School of Nursing. Well, hi, I'm Dr. Constance Smith Hendricks, and I am a 1974 BSN graduate of UAB School of Nursing and a 1981 MSN graduate of UAB School of Nursing. And so first, can you tell me a little bit about your journey into nursing and what brought you to UAB? Sure. My father was a disabled veteran and I knew all my life I wanted to be a nurse. There was never any question about that. I have four aunts and an uncle who are nurses. My mother's best friend was a nurse. My mother thought she wanted to be a nurse until she went to Grady and they put her in the emergency room first night, you know, in a <laughs> that, that, soon, that soon changed. Mm-hmm. However, for me, there was never any doubt what I wanted to be. The, the question was, where would I go to school? In 1971, there were only two schools of nursing in the state of Alabama, Tuskegee University and UAB. And because my father was a disabled veteran, I was informed that I could not attend Tuskegee and receive full benefits if I attended the HBCU private school. So the decision was really made for me Mm -hmm. that I would come to UAB instead of my dream place. However, I have learned over the years that that was the best thing for me. My path was not the one I chose, but the one that was best for me. And most recently, prior to my induction into the Alabama Nursing Hall of Fame, as I had to reflect on my journey Mm -hmm. into nursing, I came to the resolve or the awakening that the African-American nurse faculty that taught me here at UAB between 71 and 74 were all Tuskegee grads. But I'm okay, I'm good because I had the Tuskegee experience and didn't know I had it, coming to UAB. So I have no regrets about being at UAB. I love this school. This, this was my world. For, for four, three and a half years, I finished early. We were on quarters. And so I went year round, you know, just a little nerd. I just went year <laughs> round and I graduated early. Mm-hmm. So that's how I came to become a nurse. Wow. And so throughout your career, you've done a lot, like you said, you graduated from the School of Nursing twice, um, and you've also worked with the School of Nursing and other partners to improve care and the Black Belt. Can you tell me a little bit about that process and why it's something that you thought it was important to? Well, what you may not be aware of is I am a product of Alabama's Black Belt, born and raised and educated in historic Selma, Alabama. And I attended a parochial school, small parochial school, that was run by the Lutheran Church. So my big class of 18. Wow. 
where I was the valve, but when I came to UAB in a class of 200, my first public school experience, that was very different. Mm -hmm. And so coming here, taking in everything UAB had to offer, being active in the Student Nurses Association, learning how to write resolutions, how to do parliamentary procedure, because I was an active student. I wanted to ensure, be sure, that people at home who did not have this opportunity would have at least a flavor of it as best I could. And so after retiring from Auburn University as the Charles Barkley Endowed Professor, I stayed retired, I flunked retirement. I stayed retired for 31 days. I had been saying to the president at Concordia for years, we need a nursing school, we need a nursing school. Well, in Selma there was a large community college that put out 65 plus every year. But most of those people were, if you want to say landlocked or territorial locked because of family. They didn't have the opportunity like I did to go away to school. And so there's nothing wrong with the associate degree, that's great, but there's a difference in a baccalaureate nurse and an associate degree. And I wanted people in my community to have the opportunity to experience that. And so the president at Concordia, once I called, he was the second call I made once I decided to retire. First one was to my daughter, second was to him. And I said, I'm ready, but you're gonna have to let me build it the way I wanna build it. He said, it's yours. And so I went back home, I said, give me 30 days to rest. Mm -hmm. After 31 days, I went to work at Concordia to develop from scratch I mean, nothing on a piece of paper, an RN to BSN program, and then seek national accreditation through the National League for Nursing. Something else you brought about is an expanded chapter of Sigma. So can you tell me what has your experience with Sigma been like throughout your career? I was not privy to be inducted in Sigma as an undergrad because I am truly a thank you Lordest student. I'm not that 4.0. And so I was inducted in Sigma as a community leader. But I wanted my baccalaureate students to have an opportunity to f get the taste of Sigma. And so I began to talk with the dean about how that might could happen. Mm -hmm. And so she said, well, let's look into it. Yeah. And so that, that was how that happened. Now, it took four years plus before it came to fruition December 13th of 2019. By that time, I had graduated two cohorts of RE and the BSNs from Concordia. Concordia had closed. I had transitioned to be the dean at Tuskegee. Ironically, when I reached out to the dean about the possibility of my Concordia graduates being considered for Sigma, I also reached out to the dean at Tuskegee and said, listen, I've done an application for Sigma before when I was graduate chair at Southern in Baton Rouge. I know what it takes and your school is small, my school is very small, Perhaps we should request this as a joint endeavor. 
And so she sent a letter as dean, I sent a letter to new chapter. Well, by the time a couple you know, presidents rolled around and the discussions were made and they checked into international to find out the process, I was now dean at Tuskegee. Mm -hmm. The other dean had retired, the other school had closed. Here I am at Tuskegee. But new chapter was ready to move. And so that began our journey down the road to becoming new at large. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about the opportunities that the new at large chapter opens up for students at Tuskegee and also just partnership opportunities between the universities. Um, so what are some of the benefits that you see through the new at large chapter? Well, being a Sigma member opens up a world, global opportunities. I had the privilege as a Sigma member to go to Australia to present at the, the uh, Congress of Science, the research summer program. I, my abstract was accepted. And so having that opportunity, again, opened my eyes to what is possible if you avail yourself to the opportunity. I want to make those possibilities available to my students. We as a, an institution, even though we are the oldest baccalaureate program in the state of Alabama, we're not going to be able right now alone to meet the requirements to establish a chapter of Sigma. We would only be able to benefit from networking. And because our dean, our UAB dean, is that kind of dean that's open, she embraced my thought and encouraged new to consider my request. And the, the new chapter presidents were open to inclusiveness. And then they started seeking out how it could happen. I had been a Sigma president at Auburn. So I knew what was in the bylaws. And I knew that this thing called at large existed. And all I wanted was at least consideration. And knew not only considered it, but they jumped on it and made it happen. And so for my graduates, who are our top scholars, they have now the opportunity to avail themselves to all that Sigma offers. Because of Sigma, I got a chance to network with the Sigma president in Ghana. So when I went to Ghana, taking the students from Auburn, the dean at the school in Ghana was the Sigma president. Who, who knew that? And because of that relationship, I was able to sponsor her into the academy. So. You know, it's just a give and take. It's, it's, it's amazing. Sigma at large isn't the only partnership between the School of Nursing here at UAB and with Tuskegee. No, we have right now two funded projects that we are so excited. We've been afforded the opportunity to be a part of the Rural Scholars Program and now the Opioid uh, Grant. The Rural Scholars allows my baccalaureate students to 
partner with the UAB community students and they do what I understand they call the fifth quarter. And they learn more about rural primary care together. So my students get to come down here and I'm hoping at some point we're gonna bring the UAB students to our campus. So it's important that we expand on the rural scholars. So I, I, that's my next step with rural scholars is to invite, so here I go again, stirring up something, inviting the students to come to Tuskegee and experience our lifestyle as well. Because it'll be like a global experience, I promise you. That rural scholars piece opens up an avenue for them to be considered for admission into the graduate program, as I understand. Now, the opioid program that is beginning, it's, if I understand it correctly, is more focused on graduate level. And so my associate dean, Dr. Shannon, is the point person for that. And that will afford an opportunity for our graduates and alums to enroll into that graduate program and, and receive that additional training to become a, a more proficient to deliver care in rural areas. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm hopeful that as the UAB scholars continue to be prolific in obtaining grants, that they will remember the inclusiveness of those of us who are in the rural area. Jumping off of that word of inclusiveness, um, over the years there has been more of a conversation around diversity in nursing. Um, so what do you see, at, why do you see diversity in nursing as important and how does that translate into better care and better practice for our patients? Okay, now remember my background. Mm -hmm. I'm from Selma, born and raised right there. When I got my come to college physical, the white physician had a white door and a colored door and I had to enter the colored door in the back. His daughter was in the same class with me here at UAB. I actually rode to school with her because I didn't have a car. She could pick me up, drop me off, but when we were home, we couldn't know each other. So I experienced what that's like. <clears throat> when I came to UAB, this was a different world. Now, I had had teachers in the Lutheran system who were Caucasian because that was a teaching practice school for nationally for the Missouri Senate. So I had teachers who were Caucasian. I, I, you know, that wasn't my first time seeing that. Large class, yes, but not my first time with Caucasian faculty. So coming here, I was sort of comfortable, but I, uh, I, because of my, I guess my, my genetic pool, I embraced UAB as well. So it was okay that I was the only little brown something in the group. It was all right with me. I was okay with that. And I guess because of who I am, my mother, was tapped by Attorney General Kassenbach to be the federal registrar after the voting rights were signed. 
and travel the dangerous, I, I now know how dangerous, the dangerous highways in Alabama to go and register people to vote. But it was all of that that helped me see what I could be. Take advantage of the opportunities afforded you, do the best you can. And because I was grown under the philosophy to whom much is given, much is required. So what was done for me, I should do for others. And I just shared with my scholarship recipient today is that it's our obligation to help somebody else. If somebody helped you, you must help someone else. And so if we grow up that way, it's, it's the society now doesn't pay any forward. Okay, all right, if that's what you want to call it, you must pay it forward. Well, for the most part of my professional career, I've been the only. <laughs> and I really didn't realize it most of the time that I was the only. Because I was the first black to get a PhD from Boston College in 1992. I was the only in the class. And when discriminatory things were said in the class to me, my student, my classmates rose up. You know, I knew that timing is everything. You have to pick your battles. So it wasn't the time to fight. The time to fight was after I got my degree in my hand. Then you fight. In, but not allow anybody to deter me from achieving my goal. And so at Auburn, I was the only black doctorally prepared faculty. At the University of South Carolina, I was the only black doctorally prepared faculty. So it became, I want to say my mission, but at least maybe unspoken and internally, I wanted more people to look like me there. So whether it was a student or whether it was a faculty, I needed to encourage them to succeed. And then when I had the opportunity to work in HBCUs, where it's taken for granted that there are 13 African-American doctorally prepared people. I want them to understand this is not what happens everywhere. Everybody does not have 13 faculty like this. You need to understand because that's all they know. And that is different. And so I guess I've, I, I want to infiltrate our world so that there are more people on the giving and the receiving side who look like me, because I do believe we have a valuable piece to contribute. And if we are missing from the table, then some of the flavor is missing. And society will lose out because we're not there. How do you think diversity in nursing translates to patient care? And you talked about kind of bringing the flavor into okay. the conversation. But the piece I want to mm -hmm. be sure to say is diversity is more than skin color. Mm -hmm. Diversity has to do with education levels. So we already know the landmark study. The more educated the nurse is, the better the care. Well, remember I left from here where everybody at the bedside was baccalaureate prepared. Mm -hmm. I left from here when life provided me with a divorce. 
and I went back to Selma. Here we were doing every other weekend off, and I just thought that was the way of life. Well, I went home and took a director of nursing position at the hospital where I was born, and they were working every third weekend, uh, every fourth weekend, and I thought, surely these people want every other weekend. So, of course, I changed the schedule. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> you know, people have lives around those schedules. They go to the beauty shop every second Tuesday. Or they go, you know, whatever. Lord, you thought I had uh, caused a major war. And all I wanted to do was give them every other week. They didn't want every other weekend off. They didn't. So I had to learn those kinds of things. In small communities, especially in Alabama, the majority of the bedside nurses are associate degree. They are excellent nurses. But the difference that that baccalaureate student, a baccalaureate degree nurse makes, makes a difference in the quality of care. So as I operated the RN and the BSN programs at Auburn and, and taught in the one at South Carolina and and the one at Concordia, I start out by saying, you are an excellent nurse. I'm not here to teach you nursing. I'm here to teach you how to be a professional nurse. There is a difference. So I never want, when we talk about diversity, we never want to talk down about the associate degree because in Alabama, that's all we have for the most part because the community colleges are putting them out there. So we need to encourage them to come on back and to grow and expand. Because over my 40, I've been in nursing almost 47 years, what I have discovered is if I expose that registered nurse to education, they have a thirst and they don't stop. So many of my RN to BSN students are not doctorally prepared and a faculty all over the world because you, you, you whet their appetite and they could see beyond what they knew every day as a routine. And so it's so important in, in rural Alabama that we try very hard to expose as many people as we can. And so that's where I am. So diversity is not by color. That's a piece of it, yes. But for us in nursing and improving the care, it's about education. We just have to keep opening doors and making opportunities available for people to get past the stigma, don't talk down, but make it something that they want to achieve and then help them with scholarships to achieve. You do have a scholarship here with the School of Nursing. Correct. Um, and so just how do you see that as part of your role in helping advance nursing and encourage more students? Of course, I listen to the young ladies and the gentlemen today, and they all have it. They understand that getting that scholarship opened the door for them. I came here on a GI dependent scholarship, so to speak. How could I give back? Yeah, I'm not from that wealthy family that could write that check for 100,000. 
You know, but what you learn is it doesn't take 100000 I learned over the years that endowed scholarships can be at 25000 Well, I don't have 25000 sitting right here in my purse. I'd love to, to give to you, but I didn't have that. So I started just attacking it, okay? And so every time I had the opportunity to have a little extra, I put it in there. If somebody invited me to speak and I got an honorary, whatever it was, $20, I put it in there. And then when I retired from UAB, I told people, I said, since the dean was going to give me a party, and I asked people, please don't give me another dust collector or anything, <laughs> you know, let's, you decide if you are willing to give and invest in me. Invest in me by investing in the scholarship. And if I'm not uh, in error, she walked away with $6,000 that day, which capped off. It took me six years, a little bit, putting in, but that capped it off and gave me the $25,000. So then I had to wait three years, you know, before you can give in out. So I was coming to the lunch, and oh, nobody this year. Coming to the oh. They kept saying, wait, it's coming, it's coming. And then finally, like what, three years ago, I got my first one. So it's like the big reveal for me. Every year when I come, it's like, okay, what's, what's the, that person going to look like? Because I don't know if it's male or female. I don't know anything. But, you know, it's like, wow, we get to meet. And there's somebody walking around with Hendrix Scholarship on. And ho I'm hopeful that they appreciate that whatever it, it yields, has helped them, as many people helped me along the way. Those are all of the questions that I had prepared, but I wanted to see if there's anything you want to say about yourself or even just words of encouragement for anyone who might be listening to this. Nursing is an awesome profession. Never wanted to be anything else. And, you know, but, but this is my school. You know, I, and I am so honored to be a part of it. And so whenever I have an opportunity to do something or work with my school, wherever I am, whatever, whatever school I, I, I teach or I, I get a paycheck from, I want to know how I can let them know the vast opportunities that UAB, because we, we are very different. I've been at the Carolinas. I did a postdoc at North Carolina. I've been at the Boston College. There ain't nothing like UAB. I'm here to tell you. So I am so excited to be a blazer. I was here when we voted on that name. I just want you to know that. That's how old I am. <laughs> That's just how old I am. But I, I, I'm a green and gold girl. And it's all right with me. Because I love it. And I want everybody whether it's master's or doctorate, they ought to experience the UAB nursing experience. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today um, for this podcast for our school's anniversary. We're so glad to have you as a blazer. Thank you. I look forward to celebrating all year. Thanks for listening to Legacy of Leadership, a podcast celebrating 70 years of the UAB School of Nursing. Want more from the UAB School of Nursing? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UABSON 
or on Facebook at UAB School of Nursing. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on iTunes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.